It's the second cup of Joe and John with Joe Elvis and John Dwyer. You're going to get to experience it all today. Greetings, Joe Elvis, with my co-host, John Dwyer. John, good? Yeah, good. Everything's fine. Good everything. Sure. Yes. Uh, It's an exciting show today. We like to talk Nashville. We love what has embodied the decades and decades. And John talked from our era, which is uh, a couple of 59-year-olds, which makes it fun. And so so this guy is right up the alley. He's like the younger brother I would probably hold down and try to spit on, you know, and have the spittle, Drew. But uh, he's too nice a guy. That's the problem. He is. His his You want to just pick on him, and I just... I couldn't do it. His motto is probably like all of ours: uh, convicted, never. But, <laughs> so you know, but we've all that's, we've not, all that's, been all, there. that's a bumper sticker on his car. We've I all believe. been there. Um, you know, driving in. Uh, so, do you listen to the XM? I do. I have on the bridge sometimes. It's I do bridge. Kind of my go-to. We'll yeah. talk about that era. Classic rewind, classic vinyl, yep. deep tracks, little spectrum for new. First wave because we're '80s people, and then Ozzy's Boneyard wraps it up when I want to get the thump. Uh, but we were just, uh, we were kind of just discussing earlier first albums mm-hmm. that we own. So that would be product of the seventies or sixties for you. No. So we could, we could, you're such a jackass. What you see, I, I never say jackass first. You <laughs> I wanted to beat uh, you to it. What was your first album you had? Fragile. Yes. Whoa. Yeah, it was really good. My my parents, we went on a Christmas excursion, a family uh, excursion into Chicago for the day and went to Marshall Fields, which is a department store at the time. I don't even know if it's still there. And they had an album department. And uh, I begged dad. I said, I, I just knew that was, and my sister kind of dug it. And I knew Roundabout as a song. I think it was 72. It was the best. And then my second one, I actually got a bonus album, uh, Stevie Wonder, Inner Visions which is a really good deep cut. Uh, yeah, a lot of people have heard songs on there that uh, uh, Living for the City, I think would probably be the biggest hit in its long version. Uh, that includes uh, now explicit lyrics. I, at the time, I didn't, you know, I didn't know what was going on. But uh, what about you? What, what, I mean, but I, I, I love those and I look at the album cover and I don't think Fragile Yes, they may have had the, the liner notes, um, Oath did actually. That's so I just had. obsessed over it. All you knew was every band picture, every yeah. liner. That's all you knew. Of course, fast forward YouTube, the internet ruins it for everybody because now you know everything. Uh, mine was Neil Sedaka. What about that? Did I, I rock? You're gonna, we're going to edit so this out, right? Because came, you can't. laughter in the rain. <laughs> That was, I that's not exactly that Ozzy's Boneyard. I'm not sure you're going to get them both uh, in the same channel. So this is an era of television. Yeah. Uh, that was variety shows. Captain and Tennille was another one. I remember that. Sonny and Cher. She was kind of hot. I liked her. Uh, Carol Burnett show. Mary not, not hot, show. but funny. I love that stuff. And I love the fact Carol, or uh, uh, Mary Tyler Moore, I didn't know at the time, but, you know, working in a TV newsroom with, with, uh, you know, with, with very sexist men and Lou Grant and, and, uh, Ted Knight and all that. Yeah. And you didn't realize she got pushed around. I did like that. She drove a pony car. She drove a Mustang secretary's car at the time. She was washing it. Remember in the, uh, Fran Tarkington Jersey. Yeah. Do you you remember that? Which which leads me to McMillan and wife when she wore a San Francisco 49ers Jersey with the rock Hudson, which was a farce, right? (laughs) I mean, as we look back, (laughs) 
<laughs> not not a lot going on there. Was he the but, pitcher or the catcher? Yeah. <laughs> so, who knows? Hey, now. But that was a fun era. 45. So I had Elton John to The Who uh, to Chicago. 45s were big in that era, too. I did a lot of I did a lot of forty fives. It, it got in my dad's eight tracks and stuff like that. So yeah, and I think our guest I think today I feel is like he turns this oldie state. <laughs> this is this is hippie freaking radio. Fun. What the That's fun. anyway? All right, let's go. Hey, we know people. Let's take a spin through Joe and John's Rolodex. <laughs> we do know people, and it stops on the letter O for. Oh, no, we've run out of guests. Who should we get in here next? We're out of ideas, fellas. I had to go through your agent. It was wow. tough. We've had you booked for weeks. Actually, I called you last week. Right. Like, <laughs> and you said, please have me, have me on. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, News 2's Neil Orne is in the house here at uh, Main, Street Media, uh, Main Street Media. Where? Yeah, good stuff. This is a cool Good building. to see you, man. It's oh, good, is, it's is good it? to be. It is. It is. It's, uh, it's sandwiched right between the salvage yard and the engine shop. And, and the liquor There's store. a liquor and store up there, too. That's too. usually the sign we go. You blow past the red liquor board, liquor store sign, you've, you've gone too far. It was until I saw the matching Mustangs that I realized, oh, that might be where they are. Yeah. Yeah, that is how we roll. That yeah. is kind of, we can't get out kind of, of seventies, eighties. Kind of cute. Yeah, is kind of it? Cute. Yeah. How many midlifes yeah. can one one group go through? <laughs> the answer's a lot. And what do you drive? I'm just I've curious. Been, what do you? Uh, you're probably in like some SUV thing, and you're sponsored or something. No, or? no. I fell in love with the uh, Tesla Model S, and I have one of those. <gasps> of course, you did. So well, you're a and, Jeep and, guy too. And, and don't it, it's coal driven. It's not electric driven. Okay, I understand that. I've accepted that. I don't even know what that means. Well, it means when you're charging it up at home, it's the power plant at TVA that's actually generating the. Electricity. So you're not saving anybody. You're like driving the Prius, throwing the. I fell the, in the, love the, with the, the looks and the speed is un. Well, sure. Unmatched. Well, you know why? Because it's a it's a glorified golf cart. And you're sponsored and by Old golf. Hickory Country Club. Right. I mean, basically, <laughs> the Hick, right? Yeah. Do you have uh-huh. Do you have a hat that doesn't say <laughs> that, the Hick? No. I you don't. are so anti with them. Blue and black. Yeah. I'm gonna guess your membership fees are not what most others are. But <laughs> but to have you there is is very cool. But thank no, thank you so much for giving oh, giving her your time. Yeah. Um. You have uh. You just came. Well, uh, this will be in a few weeks. It'll air. But um. You get your weird schedule, obviously. Yeah. And and it's been weird for. For many, many years. I am celebrating my 27th anniversary Halloween. Terrific. Yeah. So you came in 1995 as a weather guy. As a weather guy. So you have, this is what I, I was, I actually did show prep. You and Joe uh, have TV weatherman on your resume. Right. You have um, musician. He was, he's in a rock and roll band for almost 40 years. You have played on stage with Charlie Daniels, Charlie Daniels, not to drop names, but um, we did. He did. That's the only name I can drop. That, I was going to say, right. <laughs> you have not played and, with and Christy. As soon as I started anybody. playing guitar, they dropped my sound. <laughs> they they, yeah, so I basically stayed on the rhyme and <laughs> like air guitaring it for the entire devil <laughs> went down to Georgia. You look good. That's yeah. Okay. I look. Yeah. That and and what else do you have in common? You, uh, uh, we fly. You, oh, and you fly. Yeah. We fly. So that's, that's well, he, cool. he flies. Yeah. I flounder. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you fly big heavy metal plates. I, I fly little tin cans with wings and pretty rubber bands that spin the propeller. Hey, but keep, yeah. keep going. You'll be joining me soon. I hope so. I love it. <laughs> it's, it's the, the best it thing out. in the world. So you came to Nashville. You, know, you have Maine roots. Yeah. You know, and Maine and Connecticut. Did you work in TV or radio before? Oh, you have, you come from a kind of a radio well, background, Well, you know what? Right? I, I come from a TV background. My dad ran television stations when I was growing up. 
So I, so you were I, entitled. So <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I basically, there were six of us sitting around the table with a small television sitting on the table, my dad watching the evening news. And when something went wrong, my dad would stand up without saying a word and walk out of the house and drive back to work. Is that? Yeah. Because wow. he, he, yeah, I, I, I can pretty much how it was. And yep. you brought up captain Tennille earlier. We went out to the ABC meetings out in uh, universal studios and um, there were no seats at the breakfast uh, buffet. And this nice couple waved us over to sit down with them. And we were like, who are you? And they were like, well, I'm uh, Captain, and this is Tennille. I have, like, the, I have the hat. I have Tony the hat Tenille. on. Like, Don't are you, you kidding me? That's very cool. Yeah. That's a, that's so a flash of greatness. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, I was a fan of theirs. Yeah. Of course you were. Muskrat so, love, baby. Can you answer that? <laughs> what was your uh, What was your first album? Do you remember? I was trying to think about that. I think uh, it was either an REO Speedwagon album <laughs> or an Outlaws album. Good. Uh, you can tune a piano, but you can't tune a fish. That's a good one. That's right. Was it? Yeah, yeah. Was it maybe the one or Golden Country? Been, yeah. That's kind of been. He's you. five years short of a. It probably was High Infidelity, maybe. Oh, you know what? The, mm-hmm. You aren't our age. You are a little younger, I think. You're, well, I'm three years younger, okay, so I am your age. Oh, we, you we are. We're all on that bridge. The what? Well, <laughs> well, you were saying the XM radio channel, the bridge. I was like, yeah, we're on oh, the bridge, all right. There you go. Yes, he is. I'll the bridge you. over the See, hill. Um, <laughs> so, so I want to go back to- Go back. Um, I was in radio at the time. Neil Oren comes on channel two. Yep. Uh, gosh, I can't think. Uh, Bob Mueller, of course, was there. Right. And some other, who was the real short weather guy that was- uh, Oh, Tom Tyler? Tom Tyler. That was be right before I got there. That was the But era. I heard about him all the time. That was the era of that. And Judd, uh, a lot of old Nashville hats coming through Channel 2. So Neil was actually probably the first era of new youth movement mm-hmm. uh, rolling in. And I just always thought she did a terrific job in weather. And what, what, uh, did you just fall into the green screen? Cause that was the only spot open or did you really like weather? Well, it's very funny when I came here to interview, um, you know, remember the, at the, the weather wall, there was a ledge there on the side of it. When you were walking around towards studio B, you'd have to walk over this ledge at the green screen. I went there for my interview and they made me stand off to the side of the green screen. And Lisa Patton was coming in to do the weather and they just wanted me to witness, watch it before we sat down and talked and interviewed. And as she walked over, I kind of thought she was getting close. So I took a tiny step back and I fell off the ledge and I went reeling back about 10 feet. And there was a row of metal lockers there. And you know how lockers sound when you hit them square? <laughs> Literally during the newscast, you could hear this big crash <laughs> in the background. And then the, the two, uh, Charlie Dunaway comes running over and grabs me by my collar and lifts me up off the ground and... I was like, wow, this is, this oh, going, we got to hire this guy. It's going, this is really going great so far, guys. <laughs> you, you nailed, nailed the interview. Uh, Davis Nolan was probably still there. Of right? course. Or, I mean, he was, he was there. He was, he there. was there. Yeah. I, you know, Davis Nolan is funny because when I first started coming to town, he used to go to Skulls all the, all the time. Skull Shulman used to tell me the story about how he saved Davis Nolan's job. And I, and, and Skull Shulman, Skull of Hee Haw fame. Mm-hmm. And then his bar down on, on, um, Prentice Alley. Uh, Rainbow. Uh, Skull's Rainbow. Yeah. yeah. One of his proudest moments was the fact that he had GE executives in his bar and they were talking about, you know, who can we move around? Who can we get rid of? And he was like, you can't get rid of, get rid of Davis Nolan. He is a, he is a prize in this town. And they went back to Davis Nolan. That's thing. nice to have. Well, is, that's, well, that's how Davis is. Yeah. Davis is, is a treasure. In yeah, this town. he is. And, I, and, and I'm so glad I'm there while he's there the entire time. So were you interviewing for a weather job or were you going for another? So spot? it was a weekend weather and then the reporting three days and they walked me down and they brought me into the weather room and I sat down and they said, uh, here's, I'll watch so-and-so put together her show. 
And I don't want to say her name or anything because she's probably embarrassed by this. But um, so she starts doing small talk with me. She's like, what job are you here interviewing for? And I said, oh, well, they no. want me to do weekend evenings and then report three days a week. And that was her job, I'm going to guess. She looked at me. She goes, that's what I did. <laughs> that's what that's I exactly do. what it was. I was there. I was there. They sat me <laughs> down next to the person they were trying to replace. Um, yeah. So that was, uh, that, was, that was interesting. But anyway, I got the job. and I went back to Maine and I told everyone at the Bangor radio station, I was like, I'll move. It was a country radio station. So mm-hmm. you know, we're big. I, I came down here just to see Nashville. And I said, I'm moving to Nashville. And they're like, yeah, right. Back to work. All right, let's go. The meeting's over. Yeah. And uh, three days later, the moving truck showed up and everyone, and I lived above the radio a studio. So I was in the same building and the, and the moving truck pulls up and takes my one couch, my one TV, my one box of pants. And I left, I left Bangor, Maine. <laughs> and I took it. his pants. Um, <laughs> what, what did you, um, did you know? I mean, coming from that family, was this like, this is just going to be your thing? No, I did everything to get away from it. I, I absolutely wanted nothing to do like with what? it. After growing up in the business, I was so turned away from yep. it. I, I wanted nothing. So jaded, so yeah, scarred. You were it just hasn't gonna be changed like, one bit. I'm still <laughs> looking to get out of it. I'm just like, it's a 27 You haven't found that exit loop. strategy yet, haven't you? You forgot the golden handcuffs. I forgot that. the golden handcuffs. On that. No, so I, you, went to, uh, you went to the University of Denver where a business major, I think. So I was. You truly I was. were trying to escape it. And I, was, and I was trying to get a sales internship at a, radio, at a magazine in New York City, and none of them had... Uh, internships. So I wrote the publisher of Better Homes and Gardens. His name's Wes Silk. And I introduced myself and I said, I'm a college student. I wonder if there's internship programs and sales. And he called me up and he said, hey, Neil, Wes Silk here, New York, Better Homes and Gardens. He's like, I read your letter and I thought that's a great idea. Why don't you come here and start an internship program for me? And we'll, we'll do it. We'll see what works and what doesn't work. And then we'll bring other kids in for the summer and start doing sales internships. So I did that. And at the end of the summer, he said, when you graduate, you're hired. So I went and worked for a wood magazine in New York City, which was owned Better Homes, Better, Better Homes and Gardens, then eventually moved to Better Homes and Gardens. On my two-year anniversary of that job, my boss at the time, his name was Matt Keene, he brought me into the office. He said, man, congratulations. You're a success. You can go anywhere in the country and set up shop. And I was like, wow, that's great, Matt. What happens when I'm successful there? We bring you right back to New York City. Oh, man. And okay. I was so sick of New York. I was like, mm, I resigned. So I, on my two-year job review, I resigned my job. Did you think when you came, when I came to Nashville a year after you in 96, right. did you think that you would um, be here this long? Or did you think this would be a cup of coffee? I'll go to Denver. I'll go to San Francisco. I go, you like to ski, you like outdoors, you like, you know, go back to the Northeast. Was there any, or was Nashville going to be... That's it. Well, when you arrived, I was thinking about leaving. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't enough hair product in the building, I don't God, think. You this know. building's not big enough for the two of us, John. <laughs> you know what? No, I never planned on leaving Maine. Um, and when I got here, I fell so much in love with Nashville. And Nashville is everything I could ever want in a city. Yeah. I've never even thought about leaving. No, it's, it just hasn't. Like, I, I've interviewed. I, I was brought to Dallas. Mm-hmm. I was brought to Atlanta. Um, I was brought to a couple other markets. Yeah. And they tore me around and, and um, a California one, but San Diego. And I'd walk around and I'd be like, well, Nashville has all this. Right. So why, why would I want to come here and start all over? Common sense would tell you not to look to Joe and John for this, but mm. time for life lessons from Joe and John. And from Neil Orr. Wow. Yeah, this, this is heavy. This sounds like I could get fired. It- <laughs> 
<laughs> you want to go down that road? We want to make some news. <laughs> I literally, I came in here today with this express purpose of keeping my job when I left here. So that's, you know, I'm nervous. <laughs> Uh, is his is mic, I just want to be clear, is his, Justin, he, he seems a little hollow. I just want to make yeah, sure. That's check, me. Check, well, <laughs> I didn't mean, uh, you know, literally. His I mean, throat is tight. You have my life lessons. Serial filler. Mean? Neil, come really on turning now. Turning into quite the segment. It <laughs> <laughs> uh, sounds great. Yeah. What would be, what would be some life lessons for you? What, uh, you know, being in TV 27 years and keeping a schedule that is uh, absolutely Brutal on your body. Right. Right. One life lesson is go to bed by 630. Try. Try. And if you don't, let your body tell you when you need to sleep and take those naps when you can. Don't overschedule yourself. So it's the voice of Neil Orne who is on your morning TV. Talk about that. John's alluded to it that he missed like four Super Bowls because uh, mm-hmm. your schedule is so freaky. What time do you go to bed? What time do you get up? What's your morning like? I tell people it's the glamorous life. <laughs> But it's, um, no, it, it, I'm, I'm going to pull up my alarms. I'll show you my alarms on the phone here for when I'm getting up in the morning. I know this is really good visual stuff yeah, there. This is, you know, this is go good. Very good well. ra- I'm, I'm great at radio, radio, right? Hey, yeah. hey, y'all, look at this. <laughs> um, so there it is. Like My first alarm goes off at 1.30. Wow. And so that's the wake up. Two o'clock is the backup, like, oh, no, you've missed it. And then 2.20 is the first shower alarm. And so I'm at work every day by 2.45, 3 o'clock in the morning. But I do a lot of work at home at 1.30. I get up and I start reading all the news because I want to be able to absorb what's going on in the world before I go there and am told what's going on in the world. So that's my little routine is to wake up at home, then go in, chug a bunch of coffee. When we start at 4, we go straight through to 7 o'clock. Then you do a couple of Good Morning America hits. And other than that, you know, now, now I just report in the afternoon if they have something for me to do. If not, I just kind of, you know, sit around and... and Go as needed. When do you walk out of the building? Uh, you know, anytime from 1030 to noon. Okay. Uh, if my boss is listening at uh, noon, it's always, it's noon. It, it, it's noon every day. And then, uh, yeah, I go home, take care of the dogs and see what else is rest. It's good for the golf, right? When the back isn't hurting, it's good for the golf. It's good for seeing the daughters in the afternoon. It's not good for having daughters over at night because they're little and I have to leave at 1.30 or wake up at 1.30. So they don't really stay at my house during the week. So I get them every other weekend, but we still, uh, we get a lot of time together. And you did evenings for um, a, a few years. You and I slipped. Actually, when I left sports, I went to mornings yeah. and you went to evenings. And then uh, it truly was the chocolate uh, Reese's peanut butter commercial where uh, Neil came to me. I don't know if you remember it this way, but but he said, you know, John, I really don't like the evening schedule. And I, I said, I really don't like the morning schedule. Do you think they would let us switch now? You could no longer approach management at a TV station and they would be like, who do you think you are? Well, they let us do it. And so that's, that's how kind of you got back. And I, I, you know, I, I, and then I did evenings for, I don't know, seven, eight years and, and got out in 2014. But, um, there's no good schedule in our business. First of all, it's very rare that there's a good schedule. So I couldn't spend my whole day waiting to go to work. It was too much. So it's like you wake up in the morning at eight o'clock or whatever, and then you're waiting, waiting, waiting. And you know, at two o'clock, you got to throw the suit on and then you go to work. I just, I just, I like to get my work done early 
and then have the rest of the day to piddle around. I like to play golf. And Joe and I had a standing uh, Friday date, right? And 7 a.m. And we'd play in three and a half hours. I'd go back and get a nap and then go to work. And so, yeah, it just you and I were... Um, Passing I, ships. We could never be married. No. You know, just or, or it'd be the perfect that, marriage. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Or, or yeah. it actually would right. be fantastic. I found out the less I see people, the better it works out relationship-wise. Yeah, so yeah, that's good. There's the life um, lesson. That's the life that was the life we lesson. We had to dig deep that's for a, it. It always comes but out But we found it, yeah. It, it always is in the ninth <laughs> and the bottom of the ninth. He came through. Bang. I, bang. So, Neil, uh, you have been there since 1995. Uh, what What's your current situation like? Uh, you know, you, you, you could be a lot of these, your coworkers dead. Parent, yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah. are you? I, uh, no, no, I'm okay, not. So I'm that, not. Let's get that out of the way. Yeah. But minus Bob yeah. Mueller and they Davis thought they were doing COVID tests. I was running <laughs> DNA. Um, no. What is it like to be a, a leader and a mentor and a teacher and also a coworker during this? It's, time? it's amazing because first of all, the business has changed so much. We, it's gone to just, it's all digital. It's, it's all done on the fly the pr- productivity that's expected from any individual person in television station now is so much higher as far as volume. Everyone works the same. We worked our butts off just trying to get the stuff on the air back in the nineties and early two thousands. But now you have to turn a story for a couple shows. You might have to go out and cover another story while you're out. You have to do social media posts. You have to come back. A lot of them edit their own stuff. Now you have to write your own stuff now. So these kids come out of school and they're, they're so technical logically savvy. It's amazing to watch them because they've adapted the technology in a way that I never could. And it just, it, it, it's part of them and who they are. But I like the fact that I get to work with them on the presentation on air and the presence on air and how you relate to people in their own environment while you're sitting in a ice cold studio talking to three large cameras and, and try to, there, there is a bridge there that you're trying to make as short as possible. And I like working with the kids on that stuff. And you never, you never talk in terms of I and me on TV. You're, you're always trying to reach out to the person who's watching you on the other end. And I think that's, those are lessons the kids don't pick up in school, but they get it through experience. And, and so now, you know, we used to see people that had been through three or four markets before they get to Nashville. Right. And now we're getting, I, 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 had, a, I had a producer turn 21 the other day. <laughs> I mean, celebrate their 21st birthday. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's incredible. Uh-huh. But she's great. And, you know, and she works hard and she accepts, I don't want to say criticism, but when you, when you say, when you, when you correct them, just say, try to give them a broader picture of what they're writing about. They accept that they get it. So it's, it's fun. It's fun. It's, it, I do feel old. I do feel old. I watched you growing up. Right. Right. Here's Neil Orn. He's a legend. Yeah. Oh, oh, at my father's oh. age. Yeah. Now, I, I will want to say this, and, and, and we'll get serious for like, like two minutes. Okay. And, and then and I'm going to put you on the timer on your, on your uh, Here's alarm. Here's a two-minute timer. Okay, um, serious. Look, Joe and I know uh, a lot of people that have gone through broadcasting, radio, TV, newspapers, so forth, through the last 30, 40 years in Nashville. Um, some have reputations. I had an edge in the newsroom. I didn't know it, but I was told that. I was... I had a mood. Mm-hmm. Um, Neil, I've never known anybody that is so, you're always in a good mood. I've never seen you chew somebody out. I've never seen you come in grumpy. I've never, you've always been able to, now whether you felt that emotionally or not, but you were always even keeled, still are. Well, I uh, avoid you, conflict at all costs. So that's part of it. That's a <laughs> mental deficiency. So yeah, that's <laughs> Seriously, I mean, you just, you have that reputation. And I can think of worse reputations to have. Uh, you know, it's like, I, 
or don't I, give yourself that there, much credit. There are so many things I could complain about. It's like I could walk in every morning and complain about my hours, but the yeah. people I'm complaining about got there three hours before I did. So what yeah. am I doing doing that? I could, I could complain about the writing on scripts and if they get the script wrong, but you know what? They're writing 30 to 40 scripts. I'm writing two. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I, I just, I try to be, I try to be very uh, aware of the person's situation that I'm, that I'm working with at any given moment. And that t- tends to mellow me out a little bit. And I, it, I've been humbled so many times when I thought I've been right. And I've gone to someone thinking I am right on this or I, that story's wrong. This is how it should have been presented. And then they turn around and just put me right back in my chair. It's happened so many times in my career that now I will I will quietly on my own go and do my own research and find out if I was right or not before I open my mouth and then do it in more constructive. I find giving myself more time before the, before the reveal works best for me. I don't know. You know, it's, it, I'm sure there are a lot of people that have mixed opinions of me in the newsroom, John, that you just haven't heard from. I I have no idea. You know, after 27 years, you have to have stepped on toes, right? I, I did. I, I stepped on feet and Toes, arms and, and legs arms. and yeah. all that. And yeah. I just didn't, the, one of the, one of the things I learned um, in TV was um, it just your perception of you. It doesn't matter. It matters what people think of you. And I'm like, how could that be my perception of me? And they're like, John, you don't, I mean, you, you, Joe, you got John, when got, something wasn't going right on, oh, on air, oh, I can imagine off air. Yeah. He would reach out with his right hand and he'd start pounding on the desk. <laughs> and so, and, and every, everybody in the studio knew when John's arm started sliding away from his body, he was going to start pounding on the desk. And they were like, hey, here he goes. Here All he right. goes. Here goes the volcano. Break out the depends. <laughs> Old boy is going to have a hissy. What were you <laughs> complaining about? No. I'm giving him grief. No, I, what? No, it's John, John also has a very stellar reputation in the business, <laughs> and he was emotional. But he Who are you trying to fool? You uh, emotional. I owe you nothing, so I can say whatever I want. So that's you, from my heart. Well, you would like the station, you dick. jerk. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> you know, John. John's the reason they started locking up everyone's hairspray. You know. I, <laughs> Uh, the old hairspray. Here it comes again. I will say this. Would you agree that that one of the best advice I ever got was to make sure the audio person is your friend? Yes. Because I should have been, you know, Joe, there was Jody, a second. Jody second, can hang you. Joe, yeah, Jody, Jody could have hung you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jody was our long, long time. Right. He, he's not there. Jody's there, yeah. He's there? Yeah, and and, and now the audio is, it, it, the yeah. whole show is actually done through the program. So the cameras are chosen and moved and the mics are turned on and off through a space bar. So the, the director now basically is following along on the scripts and he's hitting a space bar and that changes everything. There are times... There are times when um, things get a little bit out of out of whack, and and that's when things get really interesting in the digital TV age. When cameras are moving around, bumping into each other, your mic's supposed to be on, the other person's on. It it it's interesting things still happen in live TV. That's for sure. Joe and John have come to the fork in the road. <laughs> Do you I, like these? Why do I tense up every time I hear one of these <laughs> things? I'm like, oh no, fork! We've been reading about you for years, no, and it's course. all going to come out. All hey, right. One of uh, talk fork about me. well, uh, you've used your broadcast 
presence and uh, to help the Ronald McDonald House. Yeah. Talk about that fork in the road. Uh, I sat on the phones a couple of times in my Joe Elvis days answering the phone, and Neil always led the broadcast. Yeah. Um, boy, that's what, what? Describe what the Ronald McDonald House is here and how you- Well, we just, had, we just had two great fundraisers, one on October 10th and the other um, a, a gun uh, range shoot, the clay shoot over at Nashville Gun Club. Um, and the, we raised, let's see, $56,000 in the, the first one. And I'm not really sure how much the clay shoot, uh, raised in late October, but, um, you know, the, the, all house, the clays are dead, by the way, all not the clay one single are, clay got out alive. They didn't No, Some were unscathed. Are you a shooter? Some Can you shoot? Unscathed. I'm pretty good. Okay, actually, okay, I'm can. pretty good. Okay. I'm pretty good. Um, the, a lot of pent up stuff in there, you know, like, <laughs> there's nothing like busting a, like slam in the clay. Right? So, um, that's your conflict. The, the, the thing is the need is there 365 days a year for the Ronald McDonald house and it only gets bigger. And it, it, it's been an amazing journey because these kids are so resilient and they do such incredible things with them. And they're so strong. I, I mean, I, <clears throat> I just couldn't think of a better charity where you're keeping parents close to their kids while the kids are getting medical care. And just the, that alone assists in the rehabilitation and the, and, and getting well. And, you know, they have, they have, they have said they have tough, tough stories over there where the kids don't make it, but they're, they're becoming less and less often because they're getting better and better at treating these kids for these different, you know, diseases that are going around right now. Um, and so, so I love the Ronald McDonald house from the bottom of my heart. It, it, whenever Liz calls me to do something, it, I say, you don't have to ask, just tell me where to be and when, and you know, I'll be there. And I miss doing the, uh, the calls for kids show. Um, I know Fox does that now. Um, it was a, it was a big, a big night for me and it was fun doing those phones and it was fun seeing how much money we could raise yeah. during those things. But I love uh, helping out anyway. I can. And I love talking about the Ronald McDonald House. The, the Smyrna Rotary, I do their fish fry every year. And they always make a big donation to the Ronald McDonald House nice. um, on, on their behalf after that, just because of the relationship there as well. So it's, it's fun. I was in a, I uh, uh, did that a few years yeah. uh, and, and uh, we would be in the po the pre-meeting with, with all the Ronald McDonald employees just kind of going yeah. through. And, yeah. and I did tell a joke that, um, and I was never asked back, um, but it was a joke that I saw a comedian say that, um, you know, I'm watching the Ronald McDonald telethon and they're, they're raising 4.5 and 5 million, $6 million. And, and I was thinking to myself, how big a house does this clown need? <laughs> Shaking your head. Hey, Justin, do you have, do you have a do you have a wah, wah, wah handy? Oh my God! Would you mind? Oh, do you wow. think that was off color? That's oh, awful. Was it? Okay, uh, yeah. Well, I was just trying to lighten the mood. See, and at, at the golf didn't, tournament, didn't got, did not get asked back to do it no, next year. So. They had goodie bags at the golf tournament earlier this month, and uh, in October, I meant. And in the goodie bags, there were cigars and golf balls, and you know, all sorts of fun little guy things out on the course. And I thanked them at the awards dinner afterwards. It was the law firm that happened to represent me when I went through a divorce. And I said, thank you to Stites for this goodie bag. And in a way you can thank me because I think I paid for them. <laughs> and the place went silent. Oh, I thought that'd be I'd a be winner. Oh. I would have been laughing. My I mean, goat. The guy that. just got self-deprecating. <laughs> That's good stuff. I thought I was coming through clean. Yeah. I thought I was, it was like, just clear Testing. the way. Is this, is this working? Yeah. yeah. I, did anybody well, hear, do I need to repeat that? Because that's really good stuff. That's right. I played at Hollywood one, one time. I was hosting a uh, Grammy, uh, no, Oscars party down there. And uh, no one in the room was paying one single 
bit of attention to me and I'm up on the stage with a microphone and everyone's talking, talking and Vince Gill walks up behind me and leans over to my ear. He goes, you're bombing. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, when Vince Gill you comes, are. felt yeah. it necessary to tell me I'm bombing. I was like, yeah, this is really going well. That's nice. Do you have a, uh, uh, blooper? Do you have a, a clean blooper? Do you think of some some things that happen? Oh, we all God. have. Them, I mean, I think. I, or Joe, maybe Joe's are, perfect. But I'm trying to think of any good bloopers. They haven't. Um, you know, one time the uh, tape was rolled back on air, and it sounded like I farted real loud. <laughs> and um, I'm 12, and I think that's funny. Well, you know, it's yeah. A, yeah, you play a fart noise on TV, and you go get my. So You're I never turned, not going to get a. Laugh. I turned to Jeff Ray at the time, and I raised my eyebrows, and I go, "Hmm, that you." <laughs> <laughs> and, and he Jeff said did, he was horrified. It, dealt it. <laughs> I have no idea but I think that I think that there's a video of me on TV, the on uh, YouTube that has like 25 million views of um, uh, Justin Bruce sneezing on me, and then me yelling, running off the side of the set, yelling, you know, uh, uh, "What was it? Antibacterial, antibacterial, antibacterial!" And I just disappear. <laughs> Um, no, I, we got it. We got it. My, we got my whole TV career started with bloopers. bloopers. I mean, it was, it was basically five bloopers that got me hired as the weather guy up in Bangor, Maine. For, right. Cause for, you were yeah. being, being silly because yeah. I did just all five days, something went wrong. Well, you talked about the golf tournament. Golf's a big part of your life. You love to play. Yeah. Um, no doubt that old Hickory country club is the home of this show. Uh, just about yeah. all the time. The course is totally rebuilt. Uh, so the clubhouse, I, the, everything is done over there. It's, I it, played there in yeah. like 1978. My father worked for DuPont. And if you work for yeah. DuPont, you got to come here and play. Yep. And the course is, uh, as you just said, it just looks fabulous. Yeah. Um, how's your game? What's your handicap? And how much you play in a week? Do you love it a ton? I'm not playing enough. I, I, I'm Probably up to five rounds this summer so far. That's that's the truth. Yeah, no, I'm really. I hurt my back earlier in the summer. And you you are you do do you have any idea how far behind you are, Bob Mueller, on that? Oh yeah, no, Bob every okay. day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just selfie in the front first tee at the Grove, going, oh, hey, that for another round. That's hey, it. Bob. That's it, Bob. <laughs> no, it, it, the game actually. I I shot one one round really low. I, I went into the low 70s and it was Excellent. I was playing for money with a bunch of guys. And right. so I cleaned up and they called me a cheater. And then I went out the next day and shot myself a clean 96. That's so crazy. that's exactly. And then that uh, that scramble that played for Ronald McDonald House, they mm -hmm. used two of my shots the entire day. Yeah. That's how well I was playing. Two. How's your back? What'd you do? Uh, heard it. Uh, let's see. Uh, wakeboarding. And, uh, because you're 34 and you should be doing that. I, I was, I was telling the guys playing golf with, I, I must, must realize someday I'm 56 and not 18 yeah. and I've got to stop doing this. You, you know what? If I did find, I looked up some old videos that I have on a, on a computer and I, um, I have a thumb drive of just old tapes that if I don't have the tape machine, right. So you right. either get them transferred or you lose them forever. I have a, uh, of you and I running the marathon in, oh, that's oh, right. 2001. That's right. Are you still like running? That? No, I can't. I, I can't. Pneumonia uh, has scarred my lungs and I can't, I can't do it anymore. Oh boy. But yeah, no, you, you and I ran the, the that's right. country uh, music, whatever it was. That's uh, right. You, and you ran four or five. Yeah. I mean, you were, yeah. Do you run? Uh, no, I don't. I had to stop. I, I literally, my joints are falling apart. Okay. So I, I just do the weights at the gym and a little bit of, um, Peloton. Oh, nice. Yeah. Sponsored, probably. Sponsor? Let's go to. Rapid, 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 rapid fire. fire. Rapid oh, fire. I hate these. I hate this. Fire. 
Cut this segment. This is going to be good. Just anything that comes off the top of your head. You can't say pass. Go. So one thing in common for all of us. Dogs. Yes. Three. Two for me. One for John. Talk about your dogs real quick. Doesn't have to be rapid. I got uh, a yellow lab, a chocolate lab, and a meth lab. And they're all a meth. (laughs) I've got uh, the the yellow. (laughs) That's a good one. one. The yellow lab has diabetes and gets two shots a day. The chocolate lab, I can't keep under 110 pounds. I, I, and he just, he refuses to do it. And he, and he walks through doors with his head. And the meth lab is actually a doodle that uh, I picked up at a Nashville Humane uh, event. And she is, Layla's wonderful. She literally, her hair goes everywhere. She's a white dog, but she loves dirt. And so she just always comes in and looks like the most disheveled rat you've ever seen. And that's how she became our meth lab um, Sorry to meth labs. I guess I probably couldn't say that politically correct, right? That's uh, and and they're uh, they're like uh, people names. I think aren't they? Uh, I know Layla Hank, and then Hank you have, jo- and have George and Hank, Charlie, and Layla. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and used to have Kevin. You remember Kevin? I, you're, you're thinking of Kevin? Am I? Yeah. Okay. Kevin was the old chocolate who ate a flashlight and was pooping out <laughs> was pooping out double A batteries and light bulbs that are in the yard for a week. Yeah. The good, the good. Literally, there were double A batteries in his poop in the backyard, and then a full light bulb. It never broke. I thought that was interesting. That's it's like yeah, that is a, that's a that, skill. Yeah, I mean, what are the chances of passing that? I know. My God, that's impressive. It's like he's trying to turn his butt into a lamp. <laughs> like, how about that? Now that's a trick. Hey, that, Kevin, come here. This. Light up the wall for our friends. <laughs> Kevin, I'm trying to read. Come over here and sit on my book. Oh my God, that's just that visual is <laughs> is is scar. Me. That wasn't rapid. Uh, first, um, <laughs> pet peeve. Give me a pet peeve. Pet peeve. Yeah. Late. Being late. Oh, I like anywhere. That. Yeah. Anywhere. Well, just, because you can't. I can't. You, it's can't. not. It's not news to it for you know news to you this morning ish. That's right. You got to be there. Yes, yeah, so my day has to be pretty much on time the whole way around. And and if we're if even even if I cause it running late, my stress level goes through the roof. And my daughters, one daughter in particular, are the exact same way. Um, I guess I passed that gene along to him, but no, I, I have to be where I need to be at the right time. And I appreciate people that also do that as well. Talk to my, my, my wife could work on that, but see, uh, that's a whole different, they, her thing is interior design and they, that's their thing. Right. Is right. to be kind of ish, you right. know? So yeah. Right. I get that. I get that. And her clients are probably ish too. They are. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it's so no big it, deal. It, it to breeds. To me, yeah. I just want to break out in hives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we, we take turns firing off this question, but it happens every time. If you could give your 18 year old self advice, what would it be? Stay out of television. Oh, that's not true. That's not, no, dude, you've made it. No, you've made you it. Good I, living. You've made a good run. No, I, 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 I would you're not say, that jaded. Are you? Uh, no, no, I'm not jaded. Okay. Um, no, I, I think I would tell my 18 year old self, don't harp on what happened. Stay present in what you're doing at any given moment. And then just try to keep moving forward. I think I've, I've spent a lot of my time go in rewind, looking back with the what ifs of my life. He doesn't do any good. Who doesn't do? He doesn't do any, right. I know. And that's, and that's one thing for me that I've learned to do as I've gotten older, stay in the current. Yeah. With your therapist, I believe. Well, all six of them. Good. All yeah. six. Yeah. yeah. It's a team. It's a team it effort. It is a team it's effort. A team it's team worn. Yeah. I have a starting yes. lineup. I have backups <laughs> too. And I have go-tos on rainy days. Well, as, as an addendum to that with three broadcasters in the room, uh, you've won in this race because 27 plus years, uh, in a in, in an industry that doesn't keep you, right? Um, you're lucky to ever do that, and all of it in one market. Yeah, uh, that just it's does rare, right? not right. happen anymore. So you've really won that and ding the bell. 
Well, I mean, when you have a shift that no one wants, it's easy to hold. <laughs> There's but this, it, good but the, the, the you know, to your point, when when we came, it, it we were we were Look, yeah we were looking up. It's brutal, but um, no, I mean, I think after you've been there for so long, you you win by attrition. You know, they're they're kind of like God. We can't really get rid of him. Like, a lot of people, uh, he's awful. Um, he wants too much money, but he, a lot of a lot of people know him. So we'll keep them. Yes, one more contract. No, no, no. no you're too. You're too kind. You're 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 one of the you and you and Bob are, are uh, and Davis and Davis would, would be kind of the the, the three amigos. I'm so. trying to think. And Andy Cordan's been there on the reporting end for oh, a right. long time. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. but that's about it, right yeah. there. That's it. you know, we have got a lot of guys behind the scene that um, we still kind of look at each other and wink. You like you know back in the still day, still fooling them. You yeah. know, <laughs> you know they, they got Michael Dennis, a photographer, Al Devine, all the Joe Gregory, Joe Gregory. Yeah. all those guys have been there for so long. They made us look so good and the things we used to do and they know that we used to do and then you know they ask these kids to do it down the kids are like no we're not doing that and they kind of look at each other like oh mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh give me what would you be doing if you were not in tv i think i know the answer it, what would be your profession um radio's not one because I, be. I, I, I was, I, that was my course. I was on radio. No, flying no flying, was, flying came late in life for me. Flying wasn't something I wanted to do when I was a kid. So that wasn't, that wasn't part of my, okay. my deal. But, um, man, I, do you, my two favorite jobs before TV were bartender and working on a lobster boat. I was a sternman. I was packing up bait bags for, for Dick Bunker on his boat. And that was kind of, my mom used, I, I, I would come home that. and my mom would hit me with a hose in the backyard before she would let me in the house. Cause she I mean, just reeked. Yeah. I smelled to kingdom come. And you loved it. I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. Being on a boat all day and watching the wildlife all around you and catching, you never know what you're going to catch that day. It was kind of, is amazing to me. That's terrific. Yeah. I think that's where we're all headed. I don't to that think you're going to get lobstermen as an answer you know, on this show <laughs> ever first. again. It's, yeah. Yeah. it's going yeah. to be the last. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been be good last. had you hosed down before you came in. But <laughs> he no, said I lobster. Just, I just was wondering lobster. what that smell was. Now, lobster. I, now I know. Lobster. What's your favorite Nashville restaurant? Could be ish. Um, you know, I was asked that by Brad uh, Schmidt the other day. Well, then we don't want to know. We don't want to know. Three. And how, Brad no. is stupid. Brad answers. stupid. I got well, my top 25 restaurants. Then forget. All right, drop the question. <laughs> I, I, said I, I, like, I said I like Sperry's, I like Yellow Porch, and I like Peter Sushi. I, that's what I told him. Now, I went, there are so many new restaurants, and I love going to them, and I love emptying my wallet at these places, and they're great, and the people are great, and we have famous chefs here now, but those guys have been here for so long. And like you go to the yellow porch and they don't have the ingredient you want. They're going to work with you on that and make the menu. They're going to make the night great for you. Uh, Sperry's is just your classic steakhouse. It's like, Oh my God, I'm putting on a pair of shoes that I wear all the time. Jimmy Kelly's. And and then Peter sushi is like, I could walk in there and pick up their 40 page menu with my eyes closed, (laughs) point to something and they bring it to me. And I'd say, God, that's great. Terrific. Yeah. So, and and then all the people there are friendly as well. I love that. What is your, uh, what's in your CD or your Apple? What's on your Apple? What's your, what's your, what's your CD? You know, you got um, don't laugh at that. Oh, you hey, John, my eight track your car player have- right now has uh, the Abbey road. See, I don't need this. Um, but it's mounted under the dashboard. <laughs> um, and it's, uh, uh, Captain Tennille's greatest hits. Which no, would really you know be what? an EP. He, wor- my, he works with 22 year olds. No, Everyone the, the is music, on the phone. The music I like is Texas country. I am a big Texas country fan. I I listen to. Is that a group um, or a genre? It's a genre. Okay. <laughs> I, didn't, I had no idea. What, 
<laughs> oh my goodness! Hi, you should listen so to what, it. Sometime. So what is Texas? I mean, give me give me an example. Texas country cigars. to me is is the way our country music was uh, just not too long ago. I, I think they they focus more on stories. They fo- focus more on um, some of the older instruments that I like. It's it's uh, could it be Bakersfield ish or no? Don't don't get don't go California. Don't go California on me okay. there. No, but but it's it. it you just still haven't named one it, person in the in the like. Give me one person. All right, well let me look through my playlist here and come, give me shh, shh, John John Casey Donahue is one who I like. Uh, so these see. are new new people, new artists. These are some are are new. Um, Randall King is pretty good. Um, let's see, Jacob Bryant, pretty good. Um, let me see, Diamond Lisp. Um, what was some of your favorite now as far as eighties eighties country? Type I'm into Hardy around here too. I love Nashville, like some of the Nashville new artists as well, and some of the guys that play at uh, the whiskey uh, show downtown. Pretty good. Did lost you me. know we hmm? lost me? We were educated. So wow, uh, now I know how to quiet John down. <laughs> John. Talk country music. No, if you want, just go to the Apple iTunes and type in Don't Mess With Texas. Hit shuffle on that and just listen for a few minutes and tell me what you think. Okay. All right. Yeah. Some good advice. That's a good playlist. That's never going to happen. I know it's not going to happen. Maybe a good final question. What is your favorite John Dwyer moment out of all the years together? Good hissy fit. Did he ever throw his shoe across Uh, the studio? Um, What? Did you we use his hairspray? I don't know if you. No, we did we you never, have one? We didn't really. Work. We, we did, were. We were more produce. like crossing ships in the. Yeah. In the uh, so, so you know, Joe, I can I can go into the um, I can go to the studio in the afternoon, and I don't recognize a single person in there. And we all work for the same company. Yeah. You know, it's it's just one of those things. I actually I I used to see John more than I see the afternoon people now because you were all over the place. You were doing the sports, so you would come in in the morning to go do interviews and stuff. So I would see you probably more often than other evening people. But man, a, a good John Dwyer moment. Mm. No, no, that's so good. I would no. suggest if, if you're just hearing Neil in our show for the first time, rewind and go back to Brad Schmidt. Cause those two together, we had Brad on the show oh, and yeah. it was like a therapy session for the first 15 minutes of, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, John. Oh yeah. And it was just, but it was great. I'm was not going to have to go back and listen to that one. Yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was pretty good. He's like, really? I was, I was pretty bad to you. I'm like, I don't remember. I have selective memory like that. Don't yeah. you? I mean, no, I remember very very little. So when I was out to lunch with Brad the other day, he was telling me stuff that, you know, talking to it like it happened yesterday. I was like, Oh, I did that. Oh, yeah. I said that. Uh-huh. Oh, okay, great. Got it. No, he's a super nice guy. He's terrific. And yep. it's a great story. You gotta wear shades. Future so bright. Gotta wear shades. Neil Orne going to finish up with a day brightener for people out there in middle Tennessee. You know, there's, it's a can be a tough time in news. Can be depressing. Can be you know. I, we're in this next chapter of the pandemic, which is not over. You just shot a Christmas special not too long ago, where you had to do a COVID literally, test, literally and you're was, like, "Whoa, what's a COVID?" Oh my right, god, eighty five degrees outside, and we're talking yeah. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> Actually, no, Happy Holidays, everybody. Um, yeah, no, it's it's it, it, you have to kind of put yourself in the right moment to do that for sure. Yeah. So, what would be what would be advice? Things that. Uh, uh, that, that you would like to leave people on a, on a good note? I mean, I, I think that, I think a lot of us spend a lot of time focusing on the negative and the, and the bad things happening. And, and what I try to do is take a little time each and every day. And it's usually when I'm driving into work and it's during a commercial break during the, I know exactly when it's going to come up at 40 after I put my phone, my, my radio on mute. And what I try to do is to just 
I, I go over the list of all of the good little things that are happening in my life. I think about my daughters. I think mm-hmm. about, you know, how far they've come along. And, um, and I, I just try to give myself one moment one day where I'm just kind of like, man, I'm just so freaking thankful for all these different things in my life. And that, that, uh, that to me sets the tone for the rest of the day. That's well said. All right. And uh, you've been the backdrop to a lot of folks' lives here on News 2. Yeah, I can't tell you how many husbands say my my wife wakes up with you every morning. Do you remember? Do you remember when News 2 was the ABC station for cruise ships? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah, people yeah. would come back from the, uh, the honeymoons. From, from, and, and they'd be like, hey, you were with me every morning. Every, and I'm like... And I think of that movie, old movie, Kentucky Fried Chicken, where the the newscasters could see into the rooms. Does that mean anything to you guys? I went down. To, I, I went down to Mexico once, John. We stayed at a resort, and um, and we walked into the resort, and you know, you you get away from TV, and you don't want to be recognized by a single person. You want to just live in an anonymity for a little bit. Walk in, the person behind the desk like grabs her forehead, and like, oh my goodness, I watch you every morning. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so like, being on the cruise ship, that was kind of a cool thing, but they'd be like, I'd be like, I saw what you were, I was, yep. I was with you on your honeymoon night. I get that sound beat. down, but we were the nightlight. Yeah. 1996, <laughs> my wife, 1996, my wife and I, honeymoon, Turks and Caicos, exhausting day, turn on the TV, it's Davis Nolan. And we're like, oh my God, <laughs> but get away from this. We did used to get pretty cool pictures from yachts and stuff, you know, like people <laughs> yeah. on their back of their yacht, you know, yeah. with the TV on, with their feet up. So I thought that was pretty cool. That was the day. Um, quickly, okay. you are yep. um, working on a, on a podcast. You think, when, when, when are you going to maybe so put I, us out of business? All right. Uh, we're working on here probably November, but we I built a podcast studio at my house. It's Nikki Berdine and myself. We got three episodes done before COVID hit. Then we just kind of shut everything down. So we're kind of regrouping and we we want to try to put together, it's going to be like a video bo- podcast, but yeah, it, it'll come together. I'll let you. Subject matter will be anything but the news, right? Anything but the news. Yeah. Anything but the news. I, I think we just having like, kind of what you guys do have casual conversation. Maybe we'll get better guests than you. You know, that, that would be, you, no you know, question. Maybe my Rolodex is stronger than yours. <laughs> I, maybe you won't be picking up people at the bar at Old Hickory Country Club for your podcast oh, anymore. Man. You know, All thank right. God you were there. Shocking that you were there. By the way, <laughs> I, I was at noon. <laughs> I, I set my watch to it. I'm like, well, Neil's going to be. Where's he, Neil? He's, yeah, he's Neil. usually here earlier. Says the bartender. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, thank you. I That's know you got seat. a lot going on. Yeah. Thank you so much for uh, uh, being here. You know, continued success. Thanks for opening up your your uh, your thoughts and just walking down memory lane. We, we like to do it and uh, we're you know, a bunch of three old goats. We got probably 30, we got probably got hundred years of broadcast experience in here. Probably, you know, probably about, about 40, that. probably 40 good years. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, if you, if you really want to think about it. That's a good point. 97 and 2001, good run. Yeah. And then, yeah, everything just went to hell. Yeah. No. Thanks for having me on. You I got appreciate it, man. it. I appreciate it. The second cup of Joe. And John. It's the second cup of Joe. And John as their guests expound on any and all topics within the realm of decency. Want to be a sponsor? Let a TV and radio guy help build your business. Email the show, John at gmail.com. Now, hold on tight and grab another second cup of Joe and John. <laughs>